travelers to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of XS Press. You may call me Matt and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. This is episode 7 from the week of August 26th, 2018. So this episode is going to be much different compared to everything else that I've done in the past. Um, I know every week I bring you guys the news. Uh, so I am going to bring you news, but it's just going to be focused on food and wine this this week. Uh, the entire thing is just going to be a preview of all the different events and all the food and drinks that are coming up at the festival this year in Epcot. And I'm doing this because I actually have to record the podcast early because I, I, I'm going away again. I know I went away a, a few weeks ago, but I am I am going away for an extended weekend. So I have to record the podcast uh, much earlier than I want to. But I think it, this is going to be a good time because next week uh, does start the Food and Wine Festival. And why not go over everything that's, that's happening with it? Because I haven't really talked much about it on the podcast yet. So I'm excited to discuss that with you today. Uh, I am actually also having a friend of mine on the show who might even be a, a recurring a recurring go- uh, guest. I was going to say ghost, but uh, he, he might be a recurring guest and possibly my one of my new co-hosts in the future. You'll probably see him pop up every now and then, and his name is Giovanni. So I'll introduce you guys to him uh, fairly soon. But yeah, so this week we're going to go on a, a, a deep dive into everything that's happening at the Food and Wine Festival this year, and that's primarily going to be the episode today. Um, so I, I hope you guys enjoy it, and I can't wait to hear what you guys think of it. I hope you're not going to listen to this on an empty stomach, because we're, we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of food. So, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's start the Food and Wine Festival 2018 preview. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, of course, this, this is Matt. And today I'm sitting with a very special guest. Uh, this is Giovanni. Giovanni, say hi. Hi, Giovanni. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to do it. Uh, yeah. So today I, we're going to be talking about the, the food and wine festival that's happening uh, this upcoming year at uh, the Epcot uh, Park. And now I brought Giovanni in because he's he's done food and wine 
much more than I have. I've actually only done the the festival once, and that was a few years ago. Giovanni, how many times have you been there now? Uh, I've done it three times. Three times. Okay, so you lied to me. You told me four times. Oh, did I? <laughs> then maybe it was four. I go so often. I don't. <laughs> they all blur together. <laughs> yeah. So so a little background on Giovanni. Him and I worked together, and we we cru- we 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 quickly got a quick bond because we found out we both love the Disney parks. So ever, ever since then we've, we talk about it all the time and I'm always jealous because he goes way more often than I do. Um, and we, we always joke at work that he, th- that's pretty much his second home. So basically, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Giovanni, I'm just curious how, like, how did you get introduced to the Disney parks? Like when did you start going? Um, I went when I was really young. Um, I want to say I must've been like six or seven years old. Um, and I grew up watching Disney movies, uh, first, um, before I even went to a park. So I was already familiar with, uh, the properties and I'm talking like, not just, not just Bambi and Snow White Disney movies, like the three Caballeros and, um, uh, you know, like th- all these other random Disney cartoons that I can't remember now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was always a big fan. And then I started going when I was younger and then I stopped for a while in my teen years. Cause you know, it gets expensive after a while yeah. when the family starts to grow and whatnot. But then once I was, you know, an adult making my own money, things like that, my wife and I, uh, also bonded over the fact that we love Disney. Um, and then we just started to go on our own. So I feel like, I think I've gone to Disney more now as an adult than when I was a kid. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. When I was younger, I went three times and I've gone more as an adult now. Um, yeah, it's definitely, yeah. When you're, when you're adult and you're able to pay your own way to go there, it definitely helps out. So, yeah. 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 My wife and I, uh, we, we bond over Disney as well. So, but, um, cool. Yeah. I just wanted to get a little, little background on how you fell in love with Disney, but, um, appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, thank but, you for having me. Yeah. No problem, man. So, so we're going to just kind of jump right into it cause there is a lot to cover today. Um, and what we're going to kind of do is we're going to give you a lot of the information that's happening at the food and wine festival. Uh, and then we're going to go into like a lot of the foods that are, that are going to be at the different booths, stuff that we've tried in the past. Um, and we'll kind of give like tips along the way of like how you can tackle the food and wine festival. But first, first I want to start like a quick overview of like what the food and wine festival it is, uh, what, what it is. And I, Giovanni, I don't know if you agree with me, but I think this is like one of the biggest and most popular events that happen at the Disney parks. Would you agree oh, to that? Oh yeah, definitely agree. Um, it's pretty, it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think a lot of people like to, uh, they like to plan their vacation around food and wine. Um, yep. yeah. When, when Melissa and I, we, we took our, uh, our first vacation together to Disney, we did in October and we kind of planned it cause we knew food and wine was going to happen. Um, yeah, we're, we're big foodies. So we wanted to make sure we did that, but yeah, it's definitely the biggest festival and what it is, it's, it's like a two, uh, so it actually starts August 30th. Uh, so this, this upcoming weekend and it's, it's going into November 12th. So 
It's a good like two and then two and a half months, just about maybe a little bit less. Um, but it happens every day at the uh, at Epcot Center, and there's there's different seminars as, that's happening. There's uh, culinary uh, displays, um, and there's tons of kiosks and booths all around the park where you can just find whatever foods you want, whatever drinks, and you just you just have a good time. Um, and I know a lot of people like to like to make shirts that where they like they drink and drink and eat around the world for this. Um, Oh yeah. We, uh, we've made t-shirts. <laughs> have you? Yeah. I still, I still have, I, I think I still have mine actually in, in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> did you go with a bit? Did you go with a big group or? Yeah, there was four, uh, four of us. Um, and we each had, it was the, uh, Mickey's like silhouette, but in the, um, in the silhouette, there was, flags of like our favorite um countries from the world showcase oh that's cool um yeah so i i had japan um i had japan kristen my wife i think had uh united states or something one of the the other the one girl that we were traveling with i think had italy and our other friend he had i forget what what countries exactly but yeah we all had like our favorite countries and then it said um zip zippity doo drinking all day or something like that <laughs> like we had a little catchphrase with okay. it too so yeah we're a big fan of shirt of shirts <laughs> oh nice why'd you choose japan i'm just curious what, what do you um, like about it the most well it's one of the countries that i want to travel to um the most and i love um uh i love sushi and i love their sushi um I love the store there. Like they, I just, the whole pavilion, I, I just, I really like it. I Honestly, like the show. I think, I think that store is that they have, I, I don't, I don't remember what it's called, but it's honestly one of the best stores in Epcot. And I dare to say like maybe in the entire theme park of like what the Walt Disney World Resort, like that store is huge and there's oh, it's so, so much in there. Um, uh, yeah, I wish I do remember the name of it because I can't remember. I think it starts with an M. But, um, I, I unfortunately yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I wish I did because it's just it's such a great store. Yeah, either way, yeah, that store is that store is awesome. But but yeah, so that's like a just a quick rundown of what food and wine is. So I'm gonna kind of quickly go through the different events that are happening during this time, uh, and then we'll end it off with like a tour around the park. Uh, the different booths uh, that that they have. So first, I'm going to begin there. What they have is uh, called Eat to the Beat Concert Series, and this is happening through various nights throughout the festival, where different singers and groups uh, they'll be performing over at the American Gardens Theater, uh, across from the American Adventure and World Showcase. I think there's like maybe like ten or so bands, but the the ones that I know of, or the ones that I know and heard of, are Smash Mouth and 98 Degrees. Uh, I mean, they were really popular when I was much younger, um, but I guess they're still big now. But uh, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a blast from the past. <laughs> I know, you know, this is a long time ago. But um, so yeah, they're they're going to be performing, I think, at the end of October. So. And I think Jim Belushi, uh, he has a band that's going to be there as well. I think they're doing jazz or bluegrass, but, um, but yeah, so they, there's concert series happening. Uh, and I'm 
don't have the the schedule, but so just just to see, so go online and check to see uh, what you might want to uh, listen to. Um, and then I think so they're trying to make this a bit more kid friendly as well, um, because mostly uh, when you think of Epcot, you think of it more of like an adult theme park. Um, but there is going to be a lot of fun for the kids this year. Uh, they're setting up a playground. Um, so at least they'll have to they'll have to get to burn off a little little energy at the playground. And I think because I, I was at the Flower and Garden Festival earlier this year. And I, and I think they had a playground there as well, but I'm, I, I'm not confident, but yeah, so we'll have a playground for the kids and then there's uh, the Disney du jour dance party and that's happening on Friday and Saturday evenings. Um, and they can just dance and along with, uh, with Disney characters, they didn't really say which Disney characters, uh, the only thing that Disney had announced that it's a rotating cast of characters. Uh, and then there's junior chef kitchen, uh, where the children can become chefs and get to eat what they make in this family friendly complimentary experience. Uh, and that happens every Sunday at the festival, uh, festival center. And then there is the Remy's Ratatouille hide and squeak scavenger hunt. Uh, so pretty much what it is, is Remy is scattered all around the park and the kids have to find all of the hiding places and, I know that at the Flower and Gardens past year, they did it with another character, and I can't remember for what it was from. Do you do you, do you have you heard of this before or no? Uh, mm, I don't think so. I feel like this is new. Yeah, unless I, I'm just misremembering, but no, yeah, it's yeah, definitely not ringing a bell. Yeah, I think it's fairly new, but I do remember them doing it at the Flower and Garden this past year. So. Uh, I know oh. adults uh, adults can get into doing that too because it's like you you spot I think in the in the flower garden it was a bee, um, huh? Yeah, so it's just like in different locations all around World Showcase, so that's cool. Yeah, so there's that, and then there is Candy Sushi, uh, presented by Skittles and Adventures by Disney, and that's just learn how to roll sushi inspired sweet treats by a real Disney chef. So. They'll have a lot of different events for the kids, so at least while you're, while the adults are having a couple of drinks, I guess you can let the kids do some other things. So, um, and another thing that the food and wine offers are different uh, seminars. Uh, so I'm going to kind of quickly go through these. Um, there's a cheese sen- seminar. Uh, so they're they're 90 minute seminars where guest cheesemakers will explain the the different. Uh, aromas, textures, and flavors, flavor levels of popular cheeses. Um, so these happen on select Saturdays uh, in the mornings from 9.45 to 11.15. Uh, and this is actually $89 per guest. So uh, there is a limited capacity to this. Um, and then similar is the beverage seminar. Uh, it's definitely a bit cheaper. And this is something I feel like I would want to do. Um, but there's adult beverages, um, sample select adult beverages at a 45 minute seminar. Um, and you'll get the tip, uh, you get to taste different wine, uh, beers and other spirits as well, uh, as well. Uh, and each day sommeliers and other beverage experts will show extensive, share extensive knowledge, uh, for these presentations. Uh, and that actually happens, uh, at the festival center stage. And that happens daily throughout the festival. And that is $17 uh, a guest. 
I, much uh, cheaper. We actually met someone in I think the last time we went that did this this particular um, seminar or at least one that was very similar to it, and they they highly recommended it. I've never done it myself, but they said especially for the price, like it's they had they had like a really good time doing it. That's good to hear. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you, because there was one more, um, there's the culinary seminar, which is, again, that's similar where it's a 45-minute presentation, and that's located on the festival stage, uh, and that's also $75 per guest. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you had done any of these before, because I haven't. Yeah, Um, no, I I have. I want to, but I don't know. I just feel like I'd rather explore on my own sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's tough. Like I'd rather there's there's so many things I want to eat and drink elsewhere that I'd rather just like spend my time doing that. But um, I think if if I were to try one, probably the beverage one, um, I think I would want to do that. So, but uh, but yeah, so those happen uh, uh, pretty daily. Looks like uh, yeah. So the beverage seminars happen daily. Uh, and then the culinary seminars are Monday through Saturday. And then the, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, the cheese seminar. That's pretty exclusive. That's very, very limited. And uh, that's $89. So those are the, the different seminars. And then there's the um, mix it, make it, celebrate it. And that is pretty much... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a mixology type class. It looks like it's working side by side with chefs, beverage experts and other kitchen wizards. Nope. I think I was wrong. Not mixology. It sounded like it was, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, but yeah, there's, you'll get to whop up different sweet treats and cocktails, spirits and wines. And that happens at the festival center stage on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And that is $39 per guest. Um, so yeah, that sounds pretty cool. But, um, all right, so we're going to now kind of tour the park and go through the different booths, uh, around like everywhere. We're going to, we're going to hit every single one and just briefly talk about it. Now I'm not going to go ahead and list every single food and drink there is because I feel like we'd probably be here for an hour. Um, and, or actually not even an hour, probably like two hours or more, like a long time. Uh, easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to, we're going to kind of, we'll go through each one and we'll, we'll talk about things we might've, uh, eaten in the past or if we want to try. Um, so first we're going to start at the festival center. Uh, and that's pretty much the hub. That's the, the home base for the entire festival. And that's located at the, uh, the wonders of life pavilion. Um, I'm pretty sure that's, I guess for all festivals now, that's, that's all that's building is being used for, but have you gone, I've actually never gone into the festival center. Have you? I think, uh, that's the one where, when you're walking towards, um, I think it, is it Mexico? Uh, like they have the bathrooms there, right? That's no, the, no, oh, that's, they, that's, that's then. called the Odyssey center. Um, ah, I've been there. I haven't been to the festival center. Then. Okay. Yeah. The, the festival center is more towards the front of the park and it's in the old wonders of life pavilion building. It has the, like the gold roof on the top. Um, it's pretty much a building that's not used anymore. Um, but yeah, I've actually, I've never been in that building. I mean, maybe when I was a kid, but as far as it being the festival center, 
Uh, I've never gone to it, but that's like, that's the hub. That's where a lot of the information is. That's where a lot of the seminars are. Um, but at the festival center, you can actually pick up a, a passport there. It's called the festival passport. And what that is, that helps you track all the things that you've, you've, uh, you've eaten and all the things that you drank and Giovanni, you actually still have yours from the last time you went, correct? Yep. I still have my passport from when I went in 2017. Ah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can actually pick it up at the festival center, but they do have it. I think at like every booth, because I remember I didn't know about the passport when I had first went. Uh, and I think we were at a booth and someone was like, oh, do you, do you need a passport? And, um, that's when I got one. So I think you, you don't have to go to the, 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 the hub just to get one. So, yeah, no, I think they have them everywhere. Like every little pop-up booth that they have, like wherever they have pins and all that stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure you can get them there, uh, to the, the passports. Okay. Um, so yeah, they also so I think they started this last year, or at least this is new. But you can actually um, this information might be wrong. Well, I don't know when it started, but what it says you can get a mini festival gift card, and you can put that on a wearable wristlet, um, and you just have to put at least fifteen dollars on this. So I think this is like if you want to ha- like budget yourself to like how much you want to spend. Um, so say you're like, okay, we only want to spend a hundred dollars on just food and wine. You could use that, um, that gift card. And once you run out of money, like, okay, that's it. We're not going to spend anymore because you can easily drop a a good chunk of money at, at like for one day here. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you're not paying attention, uh, <laughs> it racks up. You, you'll you'll run up a bill real quick. Yeah, you can actually if you're on a dining plan, um, you can actually use snack credits towards yep. this. Mm-hmm. Giovanni, I know you you swear by the dining plan. Did you use your snack credits on on the food? Uh, yeah, I did actually. And um, um, in my passport for 2017, I kept the receipts because I just didn't have um. After a while, putting the stickers and writing what I got and all that was just getting tedious. So I just kept the receipts and um, uh, it shows that I used snack credits for uh, like for the various kiosks that I stopped at. Okay. So so I I think it's, yeah. I mean, we'll get into that uh, as we go. But yeah, I highly recommend using the dining plan. Well, let's talk, let's talk about that right now because I'm curious because again, I, I've never used the dining plan before and um, before my last trip, uh, back in March, you were telling me to use it, telling me to use it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to use it. Cause like, we're not going to do any like, uh, table seating restaurants that's ended up. That's all we ended up doing. It's just like table service restaurants. We just, we messed up and I didn't get the dining plan <laughs> and I felt like I spent way more than I should have. And I'm sorry to listen to you, but <laughs> So I, yeah, I want to, how do snack credits exactly work when you're on the dining plan? Because I know you're, you're allotted a couple a day, but you can use those any day, the, any day of the week or any day on your trip. How does, how does that work? Yeah, basically. So you get, um, you get a pool of, of credits and the way that they say it, you know, there's different tiers of the dining plans. I've always used the, the middle tier, which is the, I think they just call it the Disney dining plan. Um, where you're allowed two snacks 
a quick service and a table service uh, credit every day per person. Um, however, you can, I mean, it's impossible to do this, but just to kind of give, you know, explain how it, how it works, you can use all of your credits in one day, however you want. Uh, it's just entirely up to you how you want to do it. So maybe one day, you know, let's say, oh, on, on, on this day, I'm going to be park hopping and all that. So I'm not going to, I don't want to have any sit down dinners today. So we're just going to do quick services and snacks here and there. So, um, that you can kind of mix and match and play with your points that way. Or for example, hoop to do reviews worth two dining credits because it's, um, you know, it's dinner and a show and you get unlimited food and unlimited, uh, sangria so you know that's two dining credits cinderella's uh, royal tables two dining credits so you know if you use that then that's two table service credits that you that are that are gone basically you can't like you can break down your table credits into snack credits and quick service but you can't like go up meaning if i have no table credits left and i want to do a sit down i can't I can't use my dining plan because that would be kind of like leveling up in a way. But if I have, for example, no snack credits left and it's my last day, but I'm only at the park for half a day before I got to go to the airport, but I've got no snack credits. Um, I've got no snack credits, no quick service credits, but I've got uh, two table credits, uh, sit downs left. I can break that down, I think, into like, two snack credits or one quick service credit. So, um, oh, that's basically, yeah. Um, so that's basically how, how it works. You can divvy it up however you want. Um, so for like, we try to, when, when we go, uh, I think we've used the dining plan the last three times that we've gone and, um, and stayed on property and we kind of try to hoard as many snack credits as we can um, or save them for, um, our Epcot day for the food and wine or flower and garden, whatever festival happens to be running at that time. It's pretty much all year now, because now that yeah. they have the festival of the arts, that pretty much leads into flower and garden. Uh, yep. and then there's like a summer break, but you don't really go during the summer, correct? No, no. Yeah. I try to stay away from yeah, that. I try yeah. to, yeah. Same here. So, I mean, pretty much three seasons out of the year is a festival now. So, <laughs> yeah, so there's always something going on at Epcot, yeah. I feel. So, um, we generally, and it's usually four of us, uh, my wife and I, and then another couple that we travel with. So, um, we don't mind sharing, um, food. So if we get, if my wife and I will order, I'll go up to a kiosk and I'll order something that we agree on. Uh, and then the four of us share it and then we move on to the next kiosk and you know, my wife will use her snack credit, for example, um, on something else. If we, if there's multiple items on the menu that we want to try, then, you know, two people will go up and order one and then we share, um, however many, um, snack, uh, you know, uh, food yeah. items that we get. And it's a pretty, some kiosks are pretty generous with their portions. I, I have noticed that because yeah. I, I feel like sometimes I get gypped. I mean, not all the time, but I feel like few times where it's like, 
oh, this is all I got. But then other times, like, wow, this is way more than I was expecting. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So we, we, we're big proponents of sharing and using the um, our dining credits as much as we can. Because, you know, a lot of times when we're there, at, when we're in Disney, we don't, um, you know, we either travel off the resort a little bit or, you know, we're always there for some, like the last time we went was for, um, the last big trip we went was for WrestleMania. So, you know, that we knew, okay, there's, there's that, there's one day where we're not going to go to the park because it's the day of the event. So those snack credits carry over and then yeah. it's just, it's just like, okay, so we know we're going to have about this much left, uh, to, you know, that we can use during Epcot and whatever other days we have, um, we, uh, we have left there. So it sounds like it is a must need to get the dining plan during food and wine festival. If that's what you're planning on doing. Yeah, I would, I would highly, highly recommend it. I've also done it without it. Um, which is, you know, it's a little, not tougher, but you gotta be a little smarter about it. Yeah. Uh, really try to stick to your budget. It helps if you're with multiple people and you don't mind sharing. Cause then, well, I think you know, that's, I think that's the biggest tip that I think you can give for these festivals is sharing. Um, yep. because there's so many different things you're going to want to try. Never, I would say never buy two of the same item. Always nope. get one item and just share it whoever with whoever uh, you're with. Um, it's it's your dollar will go much longer and uh, or much further and you'll be able to try a lot more things. Yep, exactly. Um, I'm all about trying as much as I can. Yeah. So and you know, uh, if it, it helps if I'm not eating like my own snack or my own food option because it you know, I, I don't get full as quickly yeah uh, so I can try new things I think I think with it you know with the amount of times that I've gone I'm pretty sure I've tried something from if not everywhere most of the kiosks uh, that are there uh, um, I don't remember all, all of them I'm sure as I see menu items I'm like oh yeah I kind of remember having that um but um, yeah, I uh, it's 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 pretty it's pretty awesome. Um. <laughs> yeah. So while we're still into this, before we move on, the last thing I would just want to touch on is, I think another big tip I I have is when before you even go, look at every single menu item that's being offered. And highlight the ones that you feel like you want to try the most, or if other websites or even maybe something we say today comes about, um, highlight those things because it does become overwhelming if you just go up to a kiosk and be like, um, okay, do I want this? Do I want that? Like, just make sure you have like, I would say choose like top five of different snacks um, that, mm -hmm. that you want. Um, I would definitely do that because that's what I did the, before the first time I went. Um, so I would just I would recommend doing that. Yeah, that's um, helpful, yeah. especially with the amount of people that are, that can be there on any given day. It's yeah, it's probably best to go in with uh, a plan of okay, these are what I want. This, these are my must tries, and then yeah. if I could get all these other things, that'll be that'll yeah. be well, well clutch. I, I guess another thing to say: the best times to go to food and wine is during the day. And during, if it's during the week, uh, that's when you'll see less crowds because mm -hmm. 
uh, a lot of the locals who have annual passes, they'll come in on the on the evenings after work and they'll just come in and grab some food. And then the weekends just get kind of bombed as well uh, with more locals coming in. But definitely the slowest times for these, if like are in the morning, as soon as it opens uh, during the day, during the week. Um, so I would suggest doing that. But um, all right, Giovanni, we're geez, we're about like 25 minutes to half hour in. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, um, I think we've given given some pretty good tips so far. And I, I, I know we'll have more coming in along the way. But let's start ramping through some of these kiosk booths and seeing we, we seeing what we can uh, provide and what we like. So, um, OK, so we're going to start again. I'm going to I'm going to kind of take us through a tour of the entire park Um so first we're going to start in the festival center, which is closest to the entrance of the park. And there you're going to find uh, a few different booths. You're going to find the festival wine shop. And that just has like a lot of different cheese plates. You'll find like a Bloody Mary cocktail. And then they have d- tons of different wines you can try. And most of those, it looks like it comes from uh, like Napa Valley and California. So uh, oh, one of them is actually Skywalker Vineyards. So I guess that's, uh, <laughs> I guess that's from the Skywalker Ranch. That sounds pretty cool. That's, I haven't, I'm going to have to try that now. Yeah. But, so there's the wine shop there and then they have a craft beer stand. There's like seven different beers to choose from there. Um, shipyard brewing is under there. Uh, I love shipyard. So that might be good. And then this is actually a new one. The Simmering Sips Mimosa Bar, um, they this seems awesome. They have a lot of cool cocktails. I'm going to go through a couple of them, uh, but there's actually a non-alcoholic frozen apple pie. I, uh, apple pie is my favorite dessert. When it's my birthday, I don't ask for birthday cake. I ask for apple pie. That is not a joke. <laughs> I, I love apple pie. Um, but then they have a tropical mimosa with sparkling wine, pomegranate, orange, and grapefruit juices. Then they have a key lime mimosa, a blood orange mimosa, um, and then a fromosa, which is frozen mimosa featuring white claw lime hard seltzer. Um, and those those seltzers, those hard seltzers, are becoming pretty popular. And I know white claw is uh, is is pretty popular now. Um, have you ever had those before? Uh, yeah, I have. I actually had some this weekend. They're they're pretty good. Yeah, they're not bad. I like them. Yeah. Um, the other, it's much. It's yeah, they're easy drinking. So you can get a frozen mimosa featuring that. So, uh, and then they also for the foods they have like different desserts. They have a chocolate croissant, an almond croissant, a blueberry muffin, and a cheese Danish. And then if you want some cold brew coffee, you can get that as well. So that seems that seems pretty awesome. I wanted I want to get something there. Um. And then the chocolate experience, they don't have much there. Just some Giardelli drinking chocolate, which is non-alcoholic. That sounds interesting. Um, but yeah, so the Mimosa Bar, Craft Drafts, and the, the Wine Shop, they're all located at the Festival Center. So you can check those out. Um, so we're going we're gonna to start heading towards World Showcase. Not yet, but we're going we're gonna to start in Future World East. Um, and this is over where like test track is the old universe of energy and, um, spaceship, not spaceship earth, uh, mission space. Um, okay. Giovanni, have you looked at the menu yet for taste track? 
I have not. I okay. think I kind of skip over this, oh, but it sounds okay. delicious. All right. So there are two things in Epcot that every time I have to go to Epcot now, I have to, I have to get this. I'm, I'm, I'll name the other one once we get to the the um, the different country, but. In Epcot, they have a croissant donut. I mentioned it on one of my previous podcasts or one of the previous episodes. The croissant donut, you can, regularly you can get it at the refreshment port over near between Canada and like the entrance to um, uh, uh, the World, yes. World Showcase. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you can get just a regular croissant donut there. And pretty much it's just a mix of a donut and a croissant. It's uh, it's delicious. So every time I come to Epcot now, I have to get one. But so there's a booth over at Test near Test Track called Taste Track. So they have four different types of croissant donuts. Um, one is topped with cinnamon sugar. Uh, another is topped with chocolate and marshmallows. Another is topped with chocolate hazelnut cream. And then the last one is topped with sprinkles. And you could add chocolate hazelnut, white chocolate raspberry, or vanilla bean gelato. Um, and then you, if you still want, and I want this thing too, it's a pancake milkshake. Uh, I've been <laughs> eyeballing that the whole time. I'm like, that, what is that? I need it. <laughs> yeah. So this, honestly, after looking through the whole menu, this is this is what I want to visit the most. Um, and I I would love to just go to Disney just for this. Um, I'm going in October, so I will. I'm going to have to try this and I will report back. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, please, please, for me, I will even give you the money to try this. But um yeah, it's do this for me. And I totally forgot that you're going in October and that makes me even more jealous now. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'll no, have one in your honor. Sorry, not sorry, right? <laughs> yeah, but, basically. Yeah. So so yeah, that's Taste Track and that's over near Test Track. Um so that's actually the only booth that's in Future World East. Um so we're gonna kinda cross uh Epcot to the other side towards Soren and we're gonna go to Future World West. Um, so they have this thing called light lab, uh, and it's located next to club cool and it's pretty much everything glows in the dark. So you walk in and it's a big like neon or it's, it's all, it's like a black lit room with neon lights. So everything they serve there is, uh, glows in the dark, like I said, uh, and they have different alcoholic beverages, uh, they have wines, um, and they have beer flights. Um, so that's that sounds like it'll be a pretty cool experience. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I really want anything on the menu here, but they have like hard ciders, um, and like a cherry tart beer, uh, blueberry golden ale. So they have different, different types of flavored beer. I think it's more like fruit inspired type drinks. Um, have you gone, they've had this before. Have you gone into the light lab? No, I didn't even know this existed. I have to stop like, passing over these um kiosks they sound pretty awesome well, this this isn't even a kiosk this is a this is a building so oh, or it's man. a it's a location in a building um so do you have you been to club cool before whether you could try all the different coca-colas no i you, haven't please tell me you, you know about it i i've heard the name for sure uh, okay. I just, I think it's just a combination of never knowing where it is 
or okay. not knowing exactly where it is and then just kind of like, I just want to go to the World Showcase. All right. <laughs> so when you go to Club Cool, try the different sodas and I'm, I'm winking to my audience right now, but try the Beverly. <laughs> I, I, have you heard of the Beverly, the Beverly. before? No. Okay, so... I can only imagine. So try it. You'll hate me, but you'll love me. Oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. So after you leave Light Labs, uh, we're going to stay in the Future World West area. Uh, and they have a booth called Active Eats. Um, and now I highlighted one of these items. It's the loaded mac and cheese with pepper bacon, cheddar cheese, peppers, and green onions. Uh, I had saw a picture of this, and I really want to try it. So, Giovanni, I think you got to try that one for me. Uh, it has bacon, so I'm sold. Uh, yeah. So anything with bacon. Um, uh, and then you can get – they have like a salmon dish there and energy bar bites uh, and then some other alcoholic beverages. But, yeah, that loaded mac and cheese, I'm, I, need, I need that. Um, and then over at Earth Eats, there's uh, a steakhouse blended burger. And that has a lot topped on, ty- on, on top of it. Uh, and that's actually a slider. And that comes with brie cheese, arugula truffle, uh, and blue cheese potato chips on a brioche bun. Um, I My favorite cheese is brie cheese. So that's the only reason I talked about this burger. I really want that. Um, but have, Giovanni, have you heard of Impossible Burgers yet? Do you know what those are? I don't... Okay, so Impossible Burgers are this new craze that's going on. Um, they're they're pretty much they're vegetarian burgers, but they're they they're supposed to taste exactly like a beef burger, but they're it's not beef at all. It's it's all vegetarian. Oh, did you? Someone told me about this. No, yeah, so so at Earth Eats, um, they have a, an Impossible Burger slider with wasabi cream and spicy a, spicy Asian slaw on a sesame seed bun. Um, so I'd be interested to try that. Um, but I, everyone says Impossible Burgers are fantastic, so I'll have to check it out. I might have to try this out too. Yeah, and then at that same location, they have uh, kombucha. I hate kombucha. I don't know about you. I don't. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's so it's a it's a drink that it's supposed to be good for drinking in the morning. It helps stuff with the body. It's something healthy. But like, uh, I tried it. I I can't. I can't do it. It's you can get a kombucha flight. So if you're into kombucha, you want to go to Earth Eats. Oh man. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then Coastal Eats uh, is another similar one. Uh, I'm not going to run through that menu because nothing really excited me, but there's just like crab cake, scallops, and some shrimp scampi. Um, but that's all in the same vicinity. Um, and then nearby is the Chocolate Studio. Uh, again, they have just, let's see, like a liquid nitro chocolate almond truffle with whiskey caramel sauce or whiskey caramel uh, and then like a raspberry tart with whipped cream. And then they have different drinks there. Uh, the one that does sound good is a Twinnings pumpkin spice chai tea frozen cocktail with caramel vodka. Um, that's one thing I would want to try the most. Pumpkin spice chai tea is one of my favorite drinks in the fall. Um, and I would love to see what this tasted like as a frozen cocktail, especially mm. with caramel vodka, which I didn't know was a thing either. I, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Huh. So Giovanni, add it to your list. 
is another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's the the Cheese Studio, uh, and that's hosted by Borson Cheese, um, and that's just like there's, there's a lot of different cheese options there. So if you're if you like Borson Cheese, which I actually like a lot, um, you could check that out that menu online. Um, and then okay, flavors from Fire. This one sounds pretty good. Again, this is all in the same like kind of vicinity uh, over in Future World West. Uh, the piggy wings, which is a, are roasted pork wings with Korean barbecue sauce and sesame cheese. Uh, oh, I sesame love seeds. Korean barbecue. Yeah, uh, roasted pork wings are phenomenal. There, I have a lot of different restaurants near me that sell them, and it's oh, they're phenomenal. They're so good. Um, and then they have a lot of other cool stuff on that menu as well. So flavors from fire looks really good. Um, and then one of their drinks is swine brine featuring Jim Bean bourbon. So I think swine brine is like made from pig fat or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to uh, sit pass. my stomach. Yeah, I'll pass on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the the wine and dine studio, uh, and that is there's like some cheese boards with or and you can get like wine and cheese and some other stuff like that. So um, okay, so that's it for Future World. Uh, what was that? West? Yeah, First World West. And now we're gonna make our way into World Showcase. Um, now, Giovanni, I know most people. Uh, go to the left when they enter World Showcase towards Mexico. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do what most people do. We're gonna make the loop going that way. We're gonna head towards Mexico first. Uh, I I made a sin on my last trip. I went towards Canada first. Oh um, no! <laughs> yeah, I think the, I think what makes me upset about Mexico the most is for some reason there's just a bottleneck of traffic there uh and, yeah there is I yeah, know exactly what you mean and I think like I was I was trying to avoid that I was like I don't want to deal with that bottleneck right now but I <laughs> yeah it's it for some reason there's always just so much foot traffic there anyways um okay so the first stop as we enter world showcase uh, is the islands of the Caribbean um, and there's like ropa vieja empanadas, a spiced, uh, chicken lollipop with a sweet plantain salad. Oh, I love plantains. Um, and then it actually has one of my favorite beers, which is red stripe. I love red stripe. Um, red stripe's good. Yeah. And then they have a frozen mojito. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had a frozen mojito before. Um, me either, but. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then after Islands of the Car- uh, the Caribbean, do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? What do you say? Uh, I usually say Caribbean unless I'm talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. That's I, that's <laughs> the same thing I was gonna say. I only say wait Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I only say Caribbean yeah. <laughs> when it's Pirates of the Caribbean. But I say I don't Caribbean. know why that is. Yeah, I don't know why that is. It's weird. Either. I think it's just that's how you've heard it your entire life. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, all right. So so next we're going to stop over at Greece. Um, these sound really good. Uh, loaded Greek nachos, pita chips with meatless sausage crumbles and vegan tzatziki sauce. Um, that actually sounds phenomenal. Um, 
And now that this is a vegan, I, I should also mention that a lot of the food items um, are for vegans or vegetarians, and they are marked with a V. I think the V for I think it stands for vegetarian, though. Um, I can't remember what it was. And there's also a lot of gluten-free options too. Yes. Yeah. Which um, one of the times that we went um, was with another couple, and um, my friend's wife is has celiac disease. Okay. Um, so she needs to eat gluten-free, but like certified gluten-free. And Disney's really good with that. Um, yeah. They have a lot of a lot of gluten-free options. So yeah. So yeah, definitely check the menu. Like I said, uh, and then see see what they have uh, for the gluten-free and vegetarian options because there's a ton. Um, there's there's definitely a lot. So, um, and then okay. So I love baklava, uh, but I don't. They're calling. I guess it's a different dessert that Greek is offering. It's boy bogatsa. I don't know how to say it. Bogatsa, but it's a warm phyllo dough strudel with sweet vanilla custard, lemon honey syrup, and and cinnamon. I really want to try that one. Um, yeah. Um, okay, and then so we're in we're in Thailand now, and Giovanni, I think you've tried something that's in Thailand, correct? Yes, uh, I tried the marinated chicken um, with peanut sauce and vegetables. And do you remember what you thought of it? Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, okay. I, I like um, I like Thai food, so um, I was excited to try it. I wanted to try the uh, the red hot spicy Thai curry beef, but um, one of the uh, one of the, the 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 guy and the couple that we were traveling with doesn't handle like spicy uh, too well, um, so we kind of foregoed that, and we all agreed on the chicken since it was a safer bet. Um, but that's uh, the, the Thai curry beef is on my list to try in October. So, okay, cool. Yeah, definitely mark that down then. All right. So then we're going to, so Thailand is done and we're going to head into Mexico. Um, now Mexico has a good amount. They have a tostada, a shrimp quesadilla and coconut rice pudding. Uh, and then they have different margaritas sangrias uh tequilas um so mexico sounds really good I yeah El Padri- the el padrino tequila is really good oh is it yeah yeah you're a big fan of tequila right yep <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah cool i haven't yeah i didn't i don't think i've tried that one um have you ever actually eaten at la hacienda de san on hell uh, is that the one inside no, the pyramid? No, the, that's that's it's the one outside on uh, the the lake. What the hell? I'm oh, sorry. What what is the? Um, I can't remember what the lake is called, but it's on the where like Illuminations is. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it's uh, called. World Echo Lake or something like that. No, that's no. Studios. I think Echo no. Lake <laughs> is Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Why am I uh, blanking? I Anyways, but yeah, no, it's a restaurant in there. I'm not sure um, if you ever I, had I, it. I have eaten there. I ate there once, um, couple a few years ago, and I was not was not a fan. Really? I, my wife actually got sick. Yeah. No kidding. Me and my wife loved it. We loved it there. Well, I think I think we had spoken about this, and and you said that it was like because it had closed for a little bit, and then it reopened, and I think you ate at it. 
once it reopened. Yeah, yeah, it so had just reopened. Maybe, yeah, I, I don't know if maybe that, um, you know, maybe I should try it, give it another shot. But I just remember the, the one time we ate there, it was just not a good experience. Yeah, if you don't have good memories, there's always something new to try. So, you yeah, know, it's true. I think that's what keeps me going back to Disney is there's always new food to try. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the reason I like going more as an adult now is like I don't. Like I found out on the last trip, it's not so much about the rides, but it's more about the food. Like I love the food experience. Um, but cool. All right, so that is that is Mexico. That's over with, and there's actually nothing in Norway, which is a little surprising. I think that's the only uh, pavilion, World Showcase pavilion, that doesn't have any kiosks in it. So there's nothing in Norway. So now we're gonna head on over to uh, China. And the one thing my wife and I did try there is the Beijing roasted duck bao bun, uh, bao bun with hoisin sauce. Hoisin? I think that's how you say it. Probably not. I'm probably going to butcher it. But the bao buns were, were excellent. Those are really good. Um, and Giovanni, if you don't know, today we're filming on a Tuesday. Tomorrow, Wednesday, is National Bao Bun Day. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I found that out. So, huh. <laughs> yeah. So the bao bun, the duck bao buns were really good. And then they have like chicken dumplings and then a Zang pancake with beef. Not quite sure what that is. Um, but they actually have a lot of interesting cocktails. Um, I do want to run those real quick, uh, through those real quick. Uh, they have a happy peach, which is a peach liqueur and dark rum. Uh, and then they had a Kung Fu Punch, which is vodka and triple sec, a Baijiu Punch, which is Chinese Baijiu spirit, uh, lychee, coconut, and pineapple juice, and a, a honeydew, Baijiu, honeydew Baijiu cocktail, and that's the Baijiu spirit with honeydew syrup. Um, all of those sound really great, and I definitely would want to try one of those. But if you want a non-alcoholic beverage, the mango bubble tea with uh, some black tea and milk. That's I love bubble tea. Um, yeah, my wife likes. My wife's a big fan of bubble tea too. Yeah. So those sound yeah, those sound in, uh, interesting. And then uh, Giovanni, why don't you why don't you go over India? We're gonna head over to the India booth now. Uh, yeah. So I had um, I've never had Indian food before, and I, I I've been wanting to try it. Um, so I played it, I played it safe, uh, and I had the warm Indian bread and it came with three, um, like dipping sauces. There was a pickled garlic, mango salsa and coriander pesto. Um, it was very good. I liked all of the, all of the dips. And if I'm remembering correctly, the pickled garlic was my favorite and the mango salsa was a close second and i i wasn't huge on the on the pesto dip uh it wasn't bad it was just my least favorite of the of the dips okay. um but it was really good i i enjoyed it. it was actually one of my favorite um dishes that i got that trip oh nice okay yeah, yeah i'm not sure what the difference between warm indian bread and warm non bread because Non bread, I love. And when I read warm Indian bread, I thought that's the same thing they were talking about. But there's another dish, uh, the korma chicken, and that comes with non bread. So now I, I'm not sure. Oh. I'm not sure what the difference is. 
Me either. I thought it was the same thing too. Yeah, that's what but... I thought too. Um, all right. Well, yeah. So the I, so another thing is they have this red curry on the menu, and I think it's this this red curry. Don't quote me on it, but apparently one of the red curries is not good. Um, and I think Thailand had a red curry dish as well. Um, yeah. But apparently the red curry is is not is not one of the like dishes that people don't like and it, it might be this one but i again don't quote me on it because i haven't tried it so mm, okay oh yeah so that's india and we're gonna head over to the africa booth now um nothing th- that really stands out here they have tenderloin tips and then a, a red lentil stew um so this one sounds okay um nothing really thrilled me here um so now we're going to go to Germany. Germany has three different booths in it. Um, over at the refreshment outpost, it has uh, something I actually remember trying, which is the spicy hot dog with kimchi and mustard sauce. And I remember really liking that. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it was actually, I remember that being really good. Uh, I like that a lot. So you could try that out. Uh, and the only other thing it has is a frozen Coke that comes with uh Baines Cape Mountain Whiskey. So, another frozen drink. Um, and then Brewer's Collection. Uh, that is just a beer booth. So, I love all of these booths, or all of these beers that are here. Uh, the Rada Burger, the Hefeweisse, and the Schafferhofer Hefeweisse Pomegranate Beer. Um, that's really good. All, all of those beers. So, I highly recommend if you go to the Brewer's Collection... Um, get the beer flight because you can get all three beers. Um, so yeah, yeah. I love I all actually, of those. I did that. Um, now it's yeah, it's coming back. I did that beer flight and it was d- very good. And then I did the uh, the other beer flight with the uh, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, those are much more intense. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I tried that. I had that one too, and it was also very good. Yeah. So the at the Brewers Collection. Um, Okay, so the other brewer's flight that Giovanni just referenced actually is at the Germany kiosk. So there's a separate one, the Brewer's Collection and the Germany kiosk. So there is another flight that you can get. Um, and I, I don't know. Oh, Riesling? I don't know if those are beers or... Well, Riesling is wine. Yes. But it, in Germany... Oh, wait, no. But there, Oh, there's a... Oh wait, okay, so they have a Riesling flight. So if you look down below, Riesling flight. Um so they do have different wines at Germany. So I guess if you want German beers, you go to the Brewers collection. But yeah. they do have a Pilsner. Un- yeah. I'm really confused. Okay. So I guess at the Germany kiosk, you you can't get uh beers. Just yeah, there is just a Pilsner. And then the Rieslings. Okay, so that's what it is. Um, I mean, Germany, they do have like another section where you can get any different kind of beers. Like they have Dunkels, um, which is like a darker beer. There's, so they do have others there. Um, but so, okay. That so might be where I went, actually. It might be. That's probably what you're thinking of because they yeah. do have a whole – they do have a, a whole section of just like other German beers. So – I think that's what you're thinking of because you can yeah. get a you can get a flight there any like any time any day of the year. So, 
Uh, so for the food there, they have, I can't pronounce that either, but it's uh, a pasta gratin with ham, onions, and cheese. Uh, I'm pretty confident I ate that, and I remember that being really good. I, I ate that too, and yeah, yeah it was it was good. Yeah. And then I had the currywurst, but that's, I think, in one of the permanent um, yeah, that's, stands in Germany. That's a permanent, yeah, that's in a permanent yeah. stand because I've had that too. So they do have like a roasted bratwurst and a pretzel roll. Um, so I was mentioning earlier about my two favorite snacks in uh, Epcot. I talked about the croissant donut before. The other one is actually in Germany. Uh, it's at the Caramel Couche. Couche. I don't know how to say that, but there's like an accent on the U. Couche. But mm-hmm. it's actually like the you know Werther's Werther's Caramel. Yes. Uh, so it's yes. that it's that shop that sells all the Werther's Caramel. Okay. My, so my favorite snack throughout the entire Disney park. I'm talking about the entire Walt Disney World Disneyland. My favorite snack is the caramel apple oatmeal cookie this thing it's 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 honestly like i (laughs) i went to go back i we had passed germany and i I didn't want to get the cookie yet and we i think melissa and i were in norway and uh actually no we were past mexico oh no it was in norway and she's like she's like matt i'm not walking back with you to get that cookie i'm like i have to get it like (laughs) I, i have to get it so she's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I have to get it. So she waited in Norway while I walked back to Germany to go get it. Um, I can't remember why I didn't get it the first time. But anyway, so it's my favorite dessert um, or my favorite snack, I should say. It's it's fantastic. Uh, it's just big. It's nice and moist. Um, if you look on my Instagram page, I actually posted a photo of it uh, today. Uh, okay. That's what that was. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's I don't, to me, I just, my favorite cookies, oatmeal and, uh, and that's, yeah. So it's, it's my favorite. So check that out. Nice. But yeah. All right. So we're wrapping up in Germany now. Um, and we're going to head over to Italy. Uh, they have some, some pretty cool things here. Now I think they changed up the menu since the last time I was there because I remember getting something that was in like a, this pretzel bread or not, sorry, not pretzel bread, but like a warm breaded bowl, but it's, it's not here anymore. Um, but they just had like rigatoni, uh, some chicken with cacciatore, uh, and then like shrimp and, and then like a spicy sauce. And they have a cannoli. I, I know I've had the cannoli there and I remember that being really good. Yeah. I've had the cannoli. It, it is very good. And then I had the, uh, Via Sandy Prosecco and okay. the frozen margarita with limoncello and tequila. Oh, yeah, Both of them were say, very I, good. Yeah, I was just going to say that margarita sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really good. And the limoncello in Italy in general is is delicious. Okay, cool. All right. Um, all right, well, whoa, wow, we're about like an almost an hour in, so <laughs> it's uh, – We'll try to go. We'll try to go through the rest of them. We're almost there. We're actually almost done. But um, yeah. we'll, we'll try to we'll try to wrap up a little bit more quickly. Um, so in Spain, uh, do you want to pronounce this? Because you said you you've uh, tried this before. I'll try the char char charcuterie. Yeah, charcuterie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a cone with imported Spanish meats, cheeses, and olives with an herb vinaigrette. Uh, it was good. Yeah. Um, it wasn't great. I think the the olives were a little overpowering. 
Um, but it was it was a good dish. Um, it doesn't come in a cone. Yeah. <laughs> um, it comes in like a I don't know. How to well, it does. It. So it does come in a cone. So what he's referring to before we started recording, I was like, I'm a little disappointed that it didn't come in like a breaded cone. Yes, that's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> or like a piece of bread or something. It just comes in like a paper cone or whatever. It yeah. Is. yeah. Uh, but that it was it was okay. okay. Um, yeah, it was it was it was okay. All right. Um, nothing else too exciting there. They have paella. I'm not really a big fan of paella. I don't like saffron. Um, it's not my thing. But um, okay, so the the one of the stands they have at the American Adventure is the hops and barley stand, and here you can get a lobster roll, uh, a slider that has a beef brisket on it, uh, and then a baked carrot cake. Uh, so I am not gonna recommend you to get the lobster roll i thought it was, oh really yeah it, i remember getting it and i was like okay this is the worst thing that i've had wow uh, at okay. the at when i was there at the um food and wine festival for the day it i i melissa and i just hated it it was not good i like lobster rolls but yeah stay away from the huh. lobster roll okay all right good um, to know but at the Flower and Garden, I had like a beef brisket or like a pulled or pulled pork. I remember having brisket, but I probably would recommend getting the brisket if you do go. So okay. And then they have um, they have a beer stand called uh, Blocks and Block and Hans. You can get different types of craft beers there. Uh, and then they had another one called Fife and Drum Tavern, and it just has uh one beer there. Uh, that's what they're serving is a pale ale. So. And then they have a funnel cake stand over at the American Adventure Pavilion, and that has maple bacon. Um, it's a maple bacon funnel cake topped with candy bacon. So sounds pretty good. Mm. Um, all right, over in Japan, they have uh, teriyaki chicken bun, which is just a steamed bun with chicken. Then they have uh, beef topped with shrimp sauce and diced pickled jalapenos and a spicy roll. Uh, it has tuna and salmon topped with volcano sauce. And uh, Giovanni, you, you said you always get the sake when you're here? Yes. Uh, whatever sake they have, I always um, I always just order it blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like most sake. Um, I actually prefer it cold. I know that's an unpopular opinion a lot of people prefer it hot see i like it cold um, oh okay yeah. so, well that's all right that's good to know <laughs> well the um, one time i tried the first time i tried it was last year on my honeymoon and i didn't like it warm but i tried it at another time when it was cold and i liked it much better cold. yeah same same all right cool um all right so we're gonna head over to morocco um okay here is where the, they have baklava so um they have a baklava, which is I would get. Baklava is one of my favorite desserts. Um, if you don't know what it is, it is rolled phyllo dough with toasted almonds and dark chocolate sauce. Um, and they have a, an interesting drink. It's another mimosa, sparkling wine, and orange juice topped with orange liqueur. I love orange liqueur, so I feel like I would have to get that. Um, um, actually, this is now ringing a bell. I had the, kef, the kefta po- uh, pocket at one point. I don't remember which trip it was. Um, I liked it. It was good. So the Kefta Pocket has ground beef inside a, a seasoned ground beef inside a pita mm-hmm. pocket. Okay. Yep. Uh, that was good. And then I tried on another occasion the hummus fries with cucumber, tomato, onions, and tzatziki sauce. 
That was also very good. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think I had that Casa Pale uh, lager that they have. Um, it was good. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember any drinks I had at all. I think I took photos of it, but I mean, wine looks like wine and beer looks like beer. If I didn't label yeah. it, I'm not going to know what it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and then over in Belgium, they have uh, beer braised beef, and then they have Belgian waffles type, uh, with, or sorry, topped with warm chocolate grenache and whipped cream. Uh, and then they have another one with berry compote and whipped cream. I had the one with the chocolate ganache and whipped cream. Oh, uh, was probably it was excellent. Good. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not a huge sweets guy. Um, I do like sweets, but there's, it's not my first choice, but my wife, uh, has a really bad sweet tooth and she like loved it. I only was able to get like two bites before she just housed the whole thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's good. Nice. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Cool. And something I, a drink they w- I would want to try is chilled coffee with Godiva chocolate liqueur. So that's a drink you can get there. I would yeah. want to try that. Sounds good. Okay. So Brazil. So Brazil actually has my favorite dish that I remember trying when I went a few years ago. They Brazil. This kiosk has crispy pork belly with black beans and tomatoes and onions. Mm. Um. Crispy pork belly is, I just, I love it. It's definitely one of my favorite, like, pie top 10 foods. I can eat any kind of crispy pork belly. Um, and this one was really good. Um, so, Giovanni, I don't know if you've tried it, but if you haven't, try this next time. All right. Yeah. I definitely will. That sounds really good. Yeah. And then, uh, so we're going to go over to France. Uh, nothing too crazy here. Um, I'm not going to go over the menu, but while we're in France, I just want to give one tip that I thought of. So, Melissa and I, we made a mistake of making a table service reservation uh, the day we were like doing our world showcase tour. Uh, I don't know why we even went to the dining reservation. We were so <laughs> stuffed before we went there. So we went, we actually had the reservation of Chefs de France, um, mm. which was great. It was really good. Yeah. The, the food where there was excellent service was awesome. The experience was great. Um, but if you're going to to the food wine festival don't make a dining reservation just like save your money and eat the foods yes Um, you won't be able to enjoy it Um, enjoy like your sit down dinner i mean no um yeah definitely try unless you get like a big one like whatever like um a Kershys in, uh, you know, Norway with the princesses or, oh, yeah. or, or like the steakhouse in Canada or something like that. But even then, I, I don't know if I would, no. I don't know if I would do it. There's, there's just so much, so much food. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. So yeah. Oh, the Le, Le, Le Passon Martini slush, the vodka, gray goose, Le Citron, cranberry and passion fruit juice. It's like a slushy. Okay. Delicious. And this is all over the at the the France kiosk. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, all I I we've tried we tried all the flavors because this there was I think there's four flavors and it was four of us. Oh. So we each got. Oh, I was thinking we all each that got was a in different one. one. No, I uh, I'm pretty sure that's the. Well, that oh that yeah that well, makes. Vodka. No, those are those sound like it's four. Sounds like it's all. Yeah, in one. you know what? Yeah, that might be all in one, but there is a stand that has four different flavors. Okay. 
and I've tried them all and they're all very, very good. And it's very refreshing, uh, you know, in like a hot, humid day, even oh, though yeah. it's a, even though it's a slushy, it's very, it's very good. I highly recommend that. Okay, cool. Sounds good. All right. And then we're, we're over, we're over at the United Kingdom Pavilion now. And the one booth they have there is Ireland. Um, and I remember actually getting the warm chocolate pudding with the, with the Irish cream liqueur custard. And that was excellent. That was really, really good. Um, and they do have an, a warm Irish cheese and stout dip with Irish brown bread. That sounds really mm-hmm. good. That does sound good. And then if you want a Guinness, you can get one of those. And something I need to try is the Guinness Bailey's Shake. Ooh. Um, yeah. I, is that new? I don't know, but I want it because I love Bailey's. And I've become yeah. a fan of Guinness recently. So I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. So mark that one on your, your list. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, and then over, we're going to head over to Canada now. So at the Canada kiosk. Um, so they have two of their top menu items that are at La Cellier. Um They serve the cheddar cheese soup or cheddar cheese and bacon soup with a pretzel roll. Uh, and then the La Cellier wild mushroom beef filet mignon. Uh, I've had both of those and both of them are absolutely delicious. Phenomenal. Uh, um, I had the, the soup, the the Canadian cheddar cheese uh, and bacon soup, and it was life changing. Yeah, it's. I, I know a lot of people swear by it, and it. I do too. It's really. Yeah. Good. Have, I, have you ever eaten at La Cellier? No, I want to, but every time I go to Epcot, it's during a festival, so it's like. Well. I know, I know, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, it's it's a restaurant. It's one of those like that's been on the top of my list for a while. I just haven't tried yet. Um. Well, next uh, we have New Zealand. Um, nothing too over the top here. There's venison sausage, a lamb meatball, and some mussels. Um, nothing too crazy at this stand that I would recommend. Uh, and then we're going to go to Australia. And Giovanni, you've tried uh, something here, correct? Yeah, I tried the grilled lamb chop with mint pesto and potato crunchies. Um, it wasn't my favorite. Um, there's there's something about uh, lamb that doesn't I don't know it just doesn't sit right with me. Uh, it's uh, it's the texture. Sometimes it's too chewy. Sometimes it's not chewy enough. Yeah, I don't know. I know I lamb's not for everyone. I know some people have have issues yeah. with it. Yeah. So I wasn't um, I wasn't a big fan of of this dish. Okay. Uh, so one thing I highlighted on on this is the Yangara Shiraz uh, from McLaren Vale. Uh, now that is a wine. Um, I, we haven't recommended any wines yet, but so I've gotten I've gotten in the wine over the past like four or five years, and my favorite wine or f- my favorite wine from a region is from Australia, and the, my favorite type of wine from Australia is Shiraz. Um, so I don't know if I've ever had this specific wine before, but again, my favorite wine is Shiraz's fr- uh, Shiraz from Australia. So. If I had to rec um, a wine to get, maybe try that one over in Australia. Um, okay. They're the Shirazes are kind of sweeter. Um, they're, I mean, they're not like too sweet. They're not like a like a port or like a dessert wine. Um, but it's it's not dry. It's they're really good. So, if I had to recommend one wine. <laughs> um, All right. Good to know. Yeah. 
And then, okay, we're, we only have a few left. So, uh, the Almond Orchard, which is hosted by Blue Diamond Almond Breeze. Um, and a lot of these just have like dips, like cr- uh, creamy spinach and art- artichoke dip, hummus. Um, and then they have a banana almond soft serve sundae with fresh berries and chocolate almond streusel. Um, and then something I would want to try is the Almond Breeze Strawberry Smoothie, which is non-alcoholic. Um, I, we don't, Melissa and I, we don't eat a lot of snacks at home, but we love the Blue Diamond Nut Thin Crackers. Um, we're really big fans of theirs, and all of these dips come with the Nut Thin Crackers and the multi-seed crackers that they have. Um, oh. Yeah, it's, they're, they're, they're easier and, I mean, I don't want to say healthier, but they're kind of a healthier snack than if you were to get like potato chips or something. Um, so okay. um, yeah, we're, we're really big fans of these. So these, these might be a good option. I think some, they're probably, it's a lighter snack than, than most. So, okay. And then, um, Javon, if you want to go over Hawaii, cause you've had a few things on, on this list. I see. Uh, yeah. So my favorite dish, the last trip was the, um, the soup in Canada, but my, a very close second was the uh, Kahlua pork slider with sweet and sour dole, pineapple chutney, and spicy mayonnaise. Uh, it was delicious. Very, very good. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, and then I had the Maui Brewing Company Bikini Blonde Lager, which was also very good. And they actually, I didn't know this, but um, sometimes, uh, I think they do it with every... Uh, men, every menu, but I, I just wasn't paying attention until until here because I just happened to choose the two things that like paired together on the menu. Um, so it was it was just it was very good. Both um, the the slider and the bikini lager uh, paired very well together, and it was very very good. Nice, yeah. Mary yeah. Brewing Company they they make really good beers. I'm a fan of theirs. Okay. Yeah, that was my first time having it, and if I see it, I'll, I'll probably, you know, I'll buy it if I see it in uh, in, um, in liquor store or something. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, so our our la- uh, no, well, technically there's two more kiosks, but our last main kiosk, uh, and that's pretty much when you're coming out of uh, World Showcase. Uh, is the refreshment port, and I was talking about this earlier, where you can get the croissant donut daily. Um, but they do have some new items here. Uh, and they have put a lot of poutine uh, or a couple poutine options. And that's poutine is like a Canadian thing. Uh, so one of the poutine dishes they have is a beef brisket, which is French fries that are topped with uh, beef brisket, beer, cheese sauce, um, put, uh, poutine gravy with crispy onions um, and then they have a sweet potato poutine, which sounds awesome, which is sweet potato fries that are topped with caramel sauce, mini marshmallows, and pecans. Um, so that sounds really good. And then they have like pineapple uh, soft serve ice cream. So uh, I, I had the pineapple soft serve ice cream with Bacardi coconut rum in it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's very good. It's uh, that, it's basically Dole Whip with uh, rum in it. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's what it sounded yeah. like. I'm not it's, a big fan of Dole Whips. I mean... What? So, okay. So, I like them, but they they have a new one that is Dole Whips with pineapple upside down cake, and that is good. What? Yeah, it is It is really good. 
Oh. On my last trip, I I used mobile ordering. I picked it up, grabbed it, went back to go wait for Happily Ever After to start and just ate it while I waited. It's In uh, Magic Kingdom? Magic Kingdom over at okay. a, a, a Suns, what is it? Sunshine Tree Terrace Tavern? Oh, Terrace? yeah, yeah. Okay. Wherever the main part is, but. Okay. Yeah. If you don't know the Sunshine Tree Terrace, I think that's what it's called. It does take mobile ordering, so you can order it just right on your app and pick it up. So it's good to know. Yeah, it's good. Um, okay, so that's it. That's it for the main carts. The last one I do want to go over real quick is they do have additional kiosks, and these uh, the as you know the coffee that you can buy throughout um, the Disney parks is Joffrey's Coffee. So they do have different coffee carts. Uh, and some of these drinks that they're selling sound really good. So, so I do want to go over these. Uh, so at the first cart is over at the American Adventure. They have a drink called the Fire and Ice, which is frozen lemon with fireball cinnamon whiskey. Um, that sounds good. Over in Canada, they have a thing called the Riviera Sunrise, which is a frozen orange pineapple with great Grand Marnier. Uh, in the Showcase Plaza, they have Wild Goose, which is Wild Berry Acai with Grey Goose Vodka. And then Future World East, they have something called the Fast Lane, which is, I this is what I want the most, is a frozen cappuccino with brown jug bourbon cream. Oh, that um, sounds good. Yeah, all of those sound amazing. Um, yeah, gotta try yeah. these, or at least some of them. Yeah. Oh, well, Giovanni, we took a trip around the entire Epcot and only took close to an hour, 15 minutes. But, <laughs> um, I, I, earlier today I told Giovanni, Giovanni, I want to kind of keep it to like 40 minutes and I, we just couldn't do it. So, no, very hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, so that's going to kind of wrap it up with our, our food and wine preview. Um, this is, this is definitely something new that I've done on the podcast where I brought in the guest. And uh, as I said at the top of the, the hour in the introduction is I do want to bring Giovanni on as more of like a sort of like a co-host or like a reoccurring guest. Um, I, I need to see how I like evolve the show, but Giovanni, do you want to, do you want to come back sometime? Uh, yeah, I would love to. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, no problem. I mean, this is, I had a lot of fun doing this. This is, it's more fun doing this podcast when I'm talking to someone else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. But yeah. yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. Love talking Disney, yeah. especially food. Yeah, for sure. So I guess uh, before before we head out, um, do you have any last like tips or comments you want to make about um, uh, the Food and Wine Festival before we, before we end it? Um. I think if if there are listeners that haven't done it yet, uh, for whatever reason, uh, I highly recommend at least doing it once because um, it really is a you know it's a really nice experience um, and it's one of like Epcot's I think it's one of like the OG festivals that Epcot did that's kind of like grown over the years, um, so it's it's something really cool to do at least once, especially if you're you're a little adventurous uh, when you you know when you want to try new foods and stuff like that. It's a good um, it's a good way to kind of um, start start preparing your palate for uh, things like that instead of going to a restaurant. Like I said, I didn't I've I've never had Indian food, but I've wanted I've always wanted to try it. So yeah. now that I've tried it, 
uh, at food and wine, you know, granted it was just bread and dipping sauces, but now I'm more inclined to like, you know, start taking, taking it a little further and trying different things. So, um, I think it's definitely something that everybody should do at least once. It's a really, it's a really great experience. Yeah. That was a good point where you really can try so many different tastes from around the world. Cause I, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of picky eaters out there that are kind of afraid to try new things. Um, and I think this is a really good time for you to kind of step out of your, your wheelhouse and, and try new things and be a bit more adventurous. Um, and yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think the last thing I would say is if maybe you're too intimidated by this, but you can, if you want to go, go to the flower and garden festival because they have something similar with kiosks set up. It's not as many kiosks, but it's similar and it's definitely less crowded than food and wine. Yeah. Um, so I've I've actually done flower and garden the past two years in a row and I've loved it. Um, they they have similar options, um, so you could do that. But uh, yeah, I think if you go to food and wine, set a budget. Uh, because like I said, you can spend it very quickly because I mean, each, each snack could range anywhere between five to $10. Um, so that's why we also said share, uh, do that. Uh, so that would definitely help your wallet a lot. Um, yeah. so again, food and wine, it actually starts, uh, this Friday, Friday, no. What day is the thirtieth? I don't have a calendar. Uh, I I think oh, it's no, Friday. it's no, it's Thursday. So I have it in front of me. It is uh, Thursday, August thirtieth, um, and that is running until November twelfth, which is a Monday. Um, so again, that that is open daily over at Epcot Center, uh, and you can you can eat and drink all you want. So, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna send us over to the outro. Uh, Giovanni, do you want to plug anything at all or do you find you on social media? Do you want to do anything like that? Uh, sure. I mean, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jovemeister, J-O-V-M-Y-S-T-E-R. And uh, look forward to talking all things Disney with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely going to have you back as I kind of evolve the show and see how I how I can introduce uh, like another co-host because uh, – I know I want to do this like strictly like mostly Disney park news stuff. Um, but I, I kind of like things like this where I get to have a discussion with someone. So, but cool. Giovanni, thank you, uh, for coming in and, uh, I'm actually, I'll see you tomorrow at work. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. See you yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. This is a lot of fun. All right. Uh, All right. see you later, man. All right. See you. All right, everyone. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, sorry I didn't answer any questions or do any other my other segments, but I knew this was going to be a pretty long episode. 
There was a lot we discussed today about food and wine, and I, I really hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, and Giovanni, thanks again for uh, spending the time with me. I know it was double the amount of time uh, I had said I was uh, I wanted to do this for, but um, but yeah, I, re- I really uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, it was it was fun. I had a lot of fun doing this, and I really hope to do uh, to do more like this again in the future. Um, but so everyone, if if you if you enjoy this, let me know what you thought of the show. Um, your comments would be greatly appreciated. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. Uh, and let me know if there's a, another app or website you listen to, and I'll make sure to add the the, the show there. And uh, if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help the podcast out. Uh, you can also find XS Press Podcast at our new website, which I'm really excited about. Um, I've heard some positive feedback there. Uh, you can go to excesspresspodcast.com and you can find all the shows there and then links to each uh, platform you can subscribe on. Uh, and then you'll see all the social media tags there. Uh, so if you want, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Excess Press Podcast. Uh, or you can shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. And you can let me know if you have any questions at all. I would love to answer them on a future show. Uh, and leave a comment uh, and let me know what you think of the show. Um, I'm, I'm really curious of what you guys have to say. Um, if you send it on uh, email or if you send it through the website or through my Instagram, I'll be sure to get back to you or my Twitter or Facebook as well. Um, and if you can, please share the podcast with your friends and family. I'm sure you know a few Disney fans out there. Uh, and if you're subscribed to the Anchor app, you can actually send me a voice message. Uh, and if you have tips, uh, comments, or questions about a previous show, let me know and I can play your message on an upcoming episode. So again, guys, thanks for tuning in for this extended edition of the Access Press podcast. And thank you for your support of the show. And again, this is Matt from the Access Press podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with Access. Bon voyage.